Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Morgan, host of the 2023 Alzheimer's World Summit. And it's my great pleasure to once again uh, introduce Sensei uh, Tristan uh, Trescott, who's the founder and co-founder of the Satari Method and a Qigong wellness warrior. He takes a stance for those who want to reclaim their health and vitality. But if for whatever reason, they can't seem to fight um, to find the right wellness regime, he can help uh, find the articles and, and technology and ancient wisdom to help them. So, uh, and he offers a very comprehensive and holistic healing approach to Qigong based on many years of, of examining how his method of healing can help many people across the ages. So it's our great honor to have Tristan as a guest speaker at our 2023 Longevity uh, Alzheimer's World Summit. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for having me here. And hi, everybody. I'm so grateful to get to serve today. Beautiful to be here. Um, would you mind, We Tristan and I have spoken a little bit offline about this. Tristan, would you mind sharing a little bit about your personal experience with Alzheimer's and mm. as a caregiver, what you've learned about supporting a, a loved one at home? Sure. Um, so I live in the home here with my wife and also her parents live with us and her brother and our two dogs. So we've got a nice full household and uh, everybody's going through a little something, something right now. The dogs... Mm -hmm. Very close to, we're, we're in a phase here. Uh, Sabrina's father, who I can show you a picture of Sabrina and her papa. This is Keith and he is a beautiful, beautiful soul. He is uh, struggling with this disease at this time. And um, he's here in the house with us for a couple of years. So I can speak personally to what that's like. And um, it's just, uh, it, it's, a, it's a new path. For us here, Michael, we're we're stepping up big time. We're so grateful we have the means to be able to live together. And he's a teacher for me now. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, I've reframed this as it's my dharma. Dharma being it's a path. It's, it's a yeah. path of service. I'm in a relationship with the family where it's really important for me to stay in as much of my heart as I possibly can, to be healthy, to be strong as a caretaker, and to be very positive because he picks up on everything. There, mm -hmm. you know, he, he might not remember in the next moment something that we just said, but he's incredibly sensitive and attuned to what's happening in the house. So I'm sure that's something that a lot of folks experience. You have to be really mindful of your state and what you're putting out. So Keith, uh, he, he's, he's the kind of guy who picks up the joke first mm -hmm. and he's, he's got a little tune that he likes to sing. It's like, um, dun, 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 right? Now, Keith will repeat that throughout the day many, many, many times. Mm -hmm. And at first it was cute. And then it started to irritate me. I'm like, yeah. that dang song again? And then yeah. I finally got over the hump of that. And I was like, no, this is so beautiful. He's like a Zen master for me. He's like, mm -hmm. where are you at right now, Tristan? Dun, 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 dun. And I come right in on like, dun, dun. And so he's taught me to be in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful. Uh, my friend, uh, Judy Cornish, who is going to be a, a speaker at the summit as well. And she's been there before. She talks a lot about the way that we learn and relate to people with Alzheimer's, like their left brain function diminishes, but the right brain is still there. So mm. what you said is just a beautiful point about that is that 
your uh, father-in-law is very tuned in on what's going on in the house and the energy. He knows if somebody loves him or not. He knows if he's paying attention to him. Yeah. And funnily enough, he's bringing up his own cues, the dot, 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 to actually be represent. And it's a way that he's programming himself to remind himself yeah. of in a way of who he is. And That's you're there to help him. And I know it can be irritating because it's like the same question over and over. <laughs> But somehow his inner intelligence has found that's a way to actually remain present. So that's great. Those are really good points. So, and this is a follow-up question to that. So thank you for sharing this. This is beautiful because it's kind of personal and and I think people can relate. Um, What have you learned about some of the specific challenges in in this role you're taking on? The emotions, dealing with stress. Yeah, Yeah, stress, emotions. It's a very dynamic interplay with the 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 members of our our home right those of us going through this everyone is approaching it and seeing it differently some people might get a little frustrated why don't you remember right like i think everybody needs to be trained on the things you're Mm -hmm. teaching them on how to interact it's so important there's a different person there in each moment yes it's the same beautiful you know daddy for my wife you know her dad and and uh friend for me but he's every single moment brand new with us why can't i be brand new with him so Mm -hmm. i never put anything on him that will cause stress like wow i just told you that or why is he bringing that up again he's Mm -hmm. completely living in the moment and so we've had to understand and catch it catch it realize that this this is his reality and we have to honor that and so we're having to up level Mm -hmm. like it's beautiful that he's that present. We're reframing it. So there's that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, care that has to go into helping somebody because he's fallen twice. Mm-hmm. And we have to be so mindful, but at the same time, you don't want to make somebody feel like they're in a prison. So being mindful of when he's getting up, who's supporting him, like he'll go out the front door and he would just leave the house, right? Because he's looking for his wife. And so just to be that extra present, but to not try to control, like when you have a puppy that's being, you know, naughty, he's not trying to be bad. He's, he's just trying to be you know, yeah. connected yeah. to the family. So we had to make all these micro adjustments every day and to bring a lot of compassion to what he's going through. And it's just so interesting, given what you're up to, and you'll talk more about this in a minute, but given what you're up to is a spiritual practice in Qigong, it's as if somebody comes into your dojo or your your master and said here's the ultimate challenge for someone who has them to be somewhat of a spiritual person it's like let's see and put you to the test i don't let's know see. if that yes. occurred to you but it's like yeah thank yeah. you i remember uh, a saying about buddha being asked a question by a student what mm-hmm. is enlightenment and he had been weighing and he holds up a bag and he says this bag of flaxseed weighs exactly one pound and goes about his business what the heck is that about yeah right. saying how present can you be right now that's where enlightenment lives so keith is giving us the opportunity to enlighten ourselves wow and this kind of bridges into the next question is that you know since you've had a lifelong focus on qigong how have you been able to integrate and support your techniques uh with those with memory challenges and like what results have you seen uh great results you know one of the things that's so interesting about the human body is your brain is 
approximately 3% of your overall body mass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet, as far as oxygen consumption goes for your whole body, your brain absorbs about 20 to 25% of the oxygen to yep. function. So we need to get a lot of oxygen up into the bloodstream and up into the brain. So what's beautiful about Qigong is it's a moving meditation, which improves circulation of your blood and blood actually carries the life force energy known as Qi. And it has movements that are continually breathing and pulling your arms up towards the head. Movements where you're lifting and feeling like you're pouring energy into what's known as Shen Valley, the crown. So there's a lot of movements in Qigong that increase circulation, with effective breathing to get that blood into the brain. So we're seeing an improved cognition. We're seeing more presence with people who are challenged by these things. And it's so important just for overall health, a well oxygenated body is gonna live longer. So we're improving the quality of life on that front too. Now, two questions here. One is that with your father-in-law per se, just out of curiosity, have you been able to apply any Qigong techniques with him personally? Absolutely. He's a trooper. He'll, he'll do my wife's uh, Zumba as best he can. So she yeah. does, we teach online a lot. So he'll right. be in the other room and he's watching her on the screen. There's his daughter and he's shuffling and doing what he can, but yeah. Yeah, we do the breathing techniques and he can do these stretches because Qigong opens up the connective tissue known as fascia. Yes. And as you know, as we get older, the less we move, the more that tissue gets tight and it blocks the flow of information. Your fascia, fascia mm -hmm. system, which is the uh, membranous of uh, tissue, connective tissue that supports and surrounds your muscles, your organs, your bones, your tendons, your whole body is contained by it. It's also considered the secondary nervous system. Mm -hmm. So if that fascial tissue is disrupted, it's got adhesions or dehydrated, it's going to affect cognition as well. So we're moving the, the, the fascia as well as the breath and absolutely is making a big difference. So that's interesting because we talk a lot about how we might slow the progression, even bring it to a halt. So have you noticed that his progression is kind of maintained or what effect have you seen from that? I'm just curious. I'm just asking, you know? Well, I only have this one case study, so yes. I do not have a comparative. Yes. But what I can tell you from living this is I have not seen a decline in joy. Mm -hmm. I have seen only a maintenance of that happy state. I have seen somebody who doesn't look scared, feels at peace and at home. I've seen somebody who is very present in the moment and always gets the joke. Now, what is that? That's somebody who's in a good energy state. If emotions are how we read our energy flow, right. emotions being our thoughts and feelings, and when our energy is off, we would have negative emotion. I've not seen negative emotion in this human. So even with the cognitive decline, we're not seeing an emotional decline. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful statement to make. Now, oh, absolutely. This man, absolutely typically is joy-based, but I haven't seen it go away, so. And you know, with cranial sacral, we talk about tapping into the chi, the life force and the prana, the same idea, it kind of makes me think, huh, maybe what we're doing allows people also to tap into that energy and joy that's maintained. And there's two levels to this you've actually brought up. One is the person who has the challenge and the other is the caregiver, right? right? So uh, I think what you're saying is your method may be able to benefit both. I hadn't really thought about the idea that you could help people that have memory challenges with the Tai Chi, even online to, to, to use your practice. Is that correct? 
Yes, and, and here's something very interesting. I pulled up a study earlier about um, the, the different techniques that we can use to help with cognitive function. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there used to be a lot of focus on crossword puzzles and brain exercises. Right. Uh, and not as much conversation about the physical body. Mm -hmm. But one of the studies out there that is proving to be the best way to improve cognitive function is through dancing ballroom dancing because it's right. lighting up all these different parts of the brain right you're moving forwards you're moving backwards you're moving side to side there's choreography there's music the brain is getting a full dose and so you're really helping that cerebral cortex mm -hmm. well what we're finding with qigong is it's an energy jam dance you're moving from the left to the right you're flowing inside and out you're going up and down you're trying to coordinate with the uh the sound of the music you're following the choreography so you're lighting up the brain while you're moving the body Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the biggest um, connection that we can get. I mean, I was looking at some of the studies earlier, and I thought I would bring this to the table because it was so relevant. Sure. And so sure. one, one of the things that they were saying here is bicycling and swimming, zero increase. Reading, 35% re, uh, reduced risk of dementia. Crossword puzzles at least four times a week, 47%. Golf, zero. Huh. Dancing frequently, 76%. Wow. 76% improvement. That's and even though, even though our focus is Alzheimer's with Parkinson's, I think even more to the fore, we've been finding some very interesting, even more recent results where if you can cross the, uh, the midline and with Parkinson's, mm. we, we spoke about this offline as well. That's encouraging because that may be a whole nother resource for people as well. Absolutely. As it develops. Absolutely. And Tristan, you know, I have to ask, so there's two things I want people to appreciate from what you're saying. One is that people that have memory and cognitive challenge, what you're doing can help with that. But also let's talk about the caregivers because here right. you are as right. a representative of caregivers because very often with, with uh, the dozens and hundreds of caregivers that I've spoken with over the years, they get kind of depleted. I mean, it can be very wearing on them. Yeah. Part of it's, you know, part of it's their support system. If you have family, husband, wife, others, that helps, but in general, it can be rather draining, I would say. So yeah, I'm just know. wondering what your experience is as a caregiver in terms of keeping up your energy and your, your positivity with that as well. Let me speak to this very directly regarding my experience yesterday. All right. So we have a, we have a little puppy, and um, so we're caretaking for him right now. And, and he is a beautiful little creature. I'm gonna show you guys a picture of him real quick. So the one that's black and white uh, there, that's Winston. And Winston has uh, kidney failure and congestive heart condition right now. And the fellow next to him, that's Bentley. Bentley can't walk anymore and is going blind in one eye. So, hmm. you know, these are our children. They're like my sons to me. We've had them in our lives 14 and 16 years. And we were told by the emergency vet yesterday that the little black and white one when we took him to um, the hospital is we probably should uh, euthanize him uh, mm -hmm. last night. And it was just such a shock because our nervous system at all wasn't ready for that. We thought we were going in for just like a, a, a medication tweak, right? And yeah, then all of a right. sudden we got these results. And so I bring this up because my emotions tanked. Yeah. And I went into, we said earlier, I said the ugly cry, like my wife and I broke down and it was just mm -hmm. very emotionally draining. So sure. the first thing is emotions absolutely zap your energy. 
Mm-hmm. And if your emotions stay out of whack, you will leak out your life force energy. It will just completely deplete you. And so it's so important to find a way to work through those emotions that you can get back into a place where you can be of service again. Now, what I love about this summit is the information, whether it be a technique that you're learning that's empowering or a reframe of how to look at something or a resource that you can lean into, something that empowers you, it starts to shift your emotional state because you don't feel so helpless. For example, yesterday, while I left the house, I was exhausted. I took Mm -hmm. a little nap because I know I got to take care of this guy here because we got Mm -hmm. a whole house full of stuff going on. And then I'm going to go and do my Qigong. And while I was doing my Qigong and I was getting my flow back, I got an insight. And I think this happens a lot when you rebalance your energy, you gain clarity, you get an insight. It's known as Satora, You you get a pop. And it said, Google how to process emotions of losing a pet. And I thought, you know, we should do that. So I Googled it and I pulled up a YouTube video that had 35 million views. Wow. A lot of folks out there suffering with this feeling. And I watched this short 15 minute TED talk and this beautiful vet explained what's happening to us physiologically, emotionally, and gave me perspective. And so Michael, what happened was it empowered me. I felt it's okay what I'm going through. This is normal and natural. I am not bad for having these feelings. Yeah. And now I was more in a place of, okay, I can come back and I can support and serve. So my point is, yes, very emotionally draining. It is so important to take care of yourself and your thought feelings. Uh, That's beautiful. You know, getting recharged. Because I think so many people can relate to that. That's just invaluable. Michael, I could have gone and done Qigong, but I wouldn't have resolved the discord that I was mentally, it was a mental upgrade that I needed. Right. But I would bet that your daily practice of Qigong helped be able to presence you and get back to it more quickly. It did. And it was what gave me the insight Yeah, to go and look for that. Because why why hadn't I thought of that? Because I was disrupted. So, Wow, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, Could you say anything else about generally your practice of Qigong? We talked about this before. In terms of what it does in general to enliven longevity, you know, we talked about being in a crisis, yeah. but if someone isn't, you know, in crisis at the moment and wants to prevent the situation from occurring, what's your thoughts in terms of, you know, maintaining uh, quality of life and longevity as well? Well, I guess I'll speak to both caretaker and receiver, somebody yeah. going through something. Right. Uh, our bodies are a beautiful matrix of internal channels. Like in your garden, if you have a irrigation system that waters the grass and the flowers, right? If there's weeds tightened up on that grass, they're gonna suck the life force out of the grass or the trees. If you have a block or breakage in the water flow through the irrigation, you can't feed the soil and the plants. Well, that's us. We have an internal irrigation. Those of us who study or open-minded to energy work, qigong, these internal channels, know that you have meridian lines, meridian pathways. You have gates where energy kind of moves in and out through the body. You have centers that can pool energy like batteries and fill up or be depleted. It's called qi deficiency. And so if you're not aware of not only your muscles and you know drinking your water, but you're unaware that you have this interior energy matrix, you might be pinched off. Your fascial tissue might be too tight and blocking the flow of the healthy life force. And you're wondering, why do I feel so tired? 
or why do I feel so emotional? Well, it's because your energy system needs some love. And this, you know, if we were to talk about my original story for getting into Qigong was a back injury that lasted five years from hardcore martial arts and fighting. And I couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't walk even after a $90,000 surgery. So fortunately for me, I was led to these energy arts and I was very skeptical, by the way, I used to make fun of this stuff. So not anymore. Um, I had massive energy blocks from all the pounding and striking and injuries. And what I've learned since then is every human has stress, tension, inflammation. And when you have inflammation, it causes that fascial tissue underneath the skin to clump and adhere and get tight. And the meridian pathways are inside the fascia. So right. if your fascia, like a garden hose or the irrigation, is pinched off, that's why you're feeling sick or that's why under this context, why something is not healing. So if you can heal or recalibrate your energy system, people start to see more vibrancy. When you look at somebody that's doing moving meditation like Tai Chi, Qigong and meditators on a biological level, typically you see someone who looks anywhere from five to 15 years younger than mm -hmm. the biological age. I'm 56, I'm vibrant and healthy because of this art. If I hadn't found this art, I know for sure I'd be very broken and very miserable the way I used to be. Right. And we talk a lot about uh, chronological age and biological age. So chronologically, you might be 56, but uh, biologically, you're, you're much younger. I got to be in my 30s at least. Well, and, you know, uh, we say with, with people that are meditators, TMers, that they're like 20 years on average younger than their uh, chronological age. But especially, I think it's a good point for people to know, that the more you have that buffer between chronological and biological age, when a crisis like this comes up, you have something to trade against. It's like yeah, something good point. energetically in your bank account. And right I just want to acknowledge you when you talk about this, this is a, a nice little nugget. The meridian pathways are inside the fascia. And, and one of the things I appreciate with your work and what you're doing is you talk about how the body and the body mechanics and the fascia are related to energy. So they're not like two disconnected things. No. So I just want to acknowledge you for they really understanding you. the energy, the body, and the spirit, and the emotions. Like they're all a continuum, right? One no. holistic yeah. being. One beautiful. I look at emotions as the way we read our energy flow. And to right. me, emotions are the culmination of a thought feeling. So you have a thought, for every thought, you have a corresponding effect or right. feeling in the body. And for a feeling, births a thought. And then over time, that becomes a certain state. And then we give it a label, like I feel glad, I feel sad, I feel mad. And so your emotions become this incredible teacher and feedback mechanism to let you know, you know what, right. energy's off, I should probably go for a walk, I should do some breathing, I should move, I should hydrate. Very good. Well. Um to finish up, how can people find out more about you? I know on the website, we'll have people can uh, get yeah. some information about what you do. Well, I love giving everybody these essential energy exercises. We've talked a little bit about Qigong and the power of it. So next best step is really give it a go if you haven't. So more than happy to extend that to everybody listening. So you'll get that link to them, I'm sure. Yep. And what it is, is a nice nine energy exercise energy exercises, nine sequence of movements. There's a private lesson that teaches you how they work and why 
I believe that greater comprehension leads to greater results. So if you understand why these things are working and what they're doing for you, you'll be more likely to give it a go. Try those out, see how you go with it. You'll be able to reach out to us. We're here to support in any way we can. And uh, yeah, enjoy that. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Triska, and all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael.